I'm CJ, I'm alcoholic. Hi, CJ. You know, Congratulations. I'm really grateful to be here tonight. You know, when I thought of this, uh, when I, thought of this uh, I couldn't imagine to get 12 years. You know, it, uh, for people like you sat around the table, that what helped me to get it. You know, congratulations to you, to you for 26 years, you know. You give me something to gun for, you know. I, uh, I came, uh, my, my, uh, queen date is 1-10-2001. And, uh, you know, I came in, uh, you know, I, uh, I came I don't know, you know, I, uh, I guess that's just, man, I'm just nervous right now. And, uh, you know, I guess I ought to start at the very beginning of it, you know. I, uh, you know, I started drinking when I was 12 years old. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of family problems. You know, I, uh. I, you know, a lot of people call them broken homes, you know, that uh, my father and my mom got a divorce when I was about 13 years old. But, uh, you know, I kind of put a lot of guilt on myself because uh, I knew, you know, I knew there was a lot of trouble going on between my mom and dad and... Uh, you know, my dad already was there for me when I was nine, ten, because I played baseball, and he already was there for me. But when I started getting 12, 13 years old, well, when I got 12, he uh, seemed like he never was there for me no more. But, you know, the reason behind that, because, I, you know, my dad, he uh, cheated on my mom. And I knew her was, and I told my mom. So, you know, I thought he blamed me for it. So, you know, it, uh, it kind of put me on a guilt trip, what it did. But, you know, you got to look at this, too, is uh, the time that I was raised, and that was in the 70s. And, you know, in the 70s, the only thing there was to do is drink. You know, I... Um, I hope you don't mind, but, uh, you know, I, uh, it was drink, do drugs, and taste women, what it was. You know, that's, I mean, I came from a small town, you know. There wasn't 215 people living in the town. Matter of fact, it was, uh, the town was like six blocks by five blocks. How big it was, you know. How tiny it was. So, you know, I mean, everybody knew each other. And, uh, you know, that's just where my drinking started, you know. I kind of went, got under to the pearl press or to, you know, some other kids wanted me to, you know, get into it. But I thought I'd just try it. And, you know, the first time, first drink I ever took was hot, fat, blue ribbons, what it was. And, uh, you know, for being hot, I thought it was good. You know, I got a buzz off of it. So, you know, I, uh, 
you know, so every weekend, me and a couple of friends would try to get together every weekend, and we would, and what we were doing, doing it from somebody else's dad. You know, we go get a doctor dad, and and then we go take off because, you know, we did know other parents, and that's all they do. They drink, so you know, they uh, we wait till they start getting, well, you know, they start getting drunk, don't know what's going on, and we go do it. You know, then. We go hide and we do all drinking. That went, you know, I, I didn't drink much when we started off. You know, it was every weekend. I, you know, at that time it was two or three beers. I was, I was drunk. But when I uh, got really older and uh, when I got 13, matter of fact, when I was drinking, uh, when I got 13, it was seemed like it was a, uh, Every weekend deal, you know. The, uh, it's just uh, you know we bunch of us got together and and uh, every weekend we already found a party. So you know uh, because you know the reason you know really the main reason what I realized <coughs> is the main reason I was doing that because I was on a guilt trip. I thought my dad, you know. Embedded me. He didn't want to be around me no more. You know, I uh, live around, uh, you know, it's okay to hit women. You know, because uh, my dad did hit my mom. And uh, so, you know, he stayed away from the house to keep that from happening. So our kids could not see it. You know, I never seen my dad hit my mom. I heard it. You know, we already was in the next room, and what well, he could hear it when he did it. So you know, I was pretty mad at my dad. So I just, uh, you know, I just went to trying to kill the pain by drinking. That worked, thought it out. And by the time I turned fourteen, you know, I uh, started getting into other stuff. But what I and what I realized by the time I turned fifteen, more I did the other stuff, more I got to drink, because that what it was doing for me. It was helping me. It, I couldn't get enough. I just uh, I just wanted to keep drinking, keep on drinking, you know, and uh, and you know, and so it was trying to kill pain. I was just trying to kill the pain because I did not want to look at the whole situation of it. And by the time I turned 15, I ended up moving up to uh, Oregon. And I did that to get away from my father. But about six months, I ended up having to, I didn't like it up here, so I had to go back home. And then I had to face, only place I could go is to him. You know, I... Uh, I don't know, it seemed like more I was around him, more I wanted to go out and party. Because I wanted to get away from him. And that's the reason I did it. So there was a lot of uh, bad feelings between me and him because, uh, you know, he works and I stay out. And he would, uh, when I come in, he just, uh, you know, he do what he thought was the manly thing to do and uh, you know you can't couldn't bank it in me so you had to try to knock it in me.
You know, that's the way my dad was. I, uh, I you know, I said, uh, what, it, what ended up happening, by the time I turned 18, I was ready to get out. And I didn't kill Will, I live at. I had a job by the time I turned 18, and I, uh, I had a good friend that I was raised up with. He was living in a shack, and I moved in there just to get away from him. Because I could party all night then. And that's what we did. That's all we did. And it was it wasn't a weekend deal. It was three or four nights a week. You know, we I said, well, I can afford it. I've worked for a living, so if I wanted to drink, I can. But what's so crazy about it? You know, by the time I turned eighteen, I was getting I was getting into the whiskey of it. You know, I started drinking whiskey, and uh, you know, I thought that was the best thing in the world when I started drinking it, because it killed all pain. I didn't feel no pain at that time. And by the time I uh, turned uh, probably about 21, I, uh, you know, there was some people didn't want to be around me because I was drinking, by then I was drinking five days a week and probably, at that time, probably 12 hours a day. Only time I wouldn't drink was when I went to work. That's the only time. You know, I said, keep on, uh, and, you know, today I realized saw I was doing hiding. I saw I was doing hiding in that bottle. You know, it, it had me at that time. So, you know, I, uh, I just kept on, you know, I just kept on partying. I moved, I moved to Oklahoma City. I ended up moving to Oklahoma City to get away from all that, too, you know. And when I got out there, you know, I was making great money back in the 80s. And I didn't have to worry about it. I, when we get off work and we go to a place that called, they call Mr. Bob, and we go down there and we get off work at 11 o'clock and we make it home at 6 o'clock in the morning. Because we went in there and bought it, and he didn't kill. We sat on his parking lot and drank it because he knew we were going to buy. So, you know, that was a great feeling. You know, I, uh, it's still pretty hard for me to talk about a lot of feelings, what's going on. And, uh, but, you know, I still like to, I, I, love, I guess today I love talking about, you know, how much. How much I drank because it was like where I went. So, you know, when I, by the time I turned 21, I, uh, I thought of using jobs, and it was from my drinking. Because it was, uh, you know, I did a lot of it at that time. You know, when I turned 21, I was, uh, that was 81. You know, around 81, I uh, had a good job till 84, and I lost my job because of uh, my drinking, because I uh, had a bad attitude. I got in people's face at that time. I didn't care who it was, and it was, you know, like when I went to wrestling, but it didn't run the wrestling, is uh, don't get in with supervisor face, because you won't be working no more. So, 
you know, I got, I was pretty angry at that time when I was that age. But I didn't want to look at myself. So I ended up going on the road for a while and I just started traveling. I uh, went up to Montana and I went up here and got a job for a little bit, you know. I didn't care about having a steady job. I just killed about enough, get enough money to go party. But when I went up there, I, uh, I uh, invest, invested in some uh, little pills because I knew what they was going to do to me. Because I knew it would let me drink more, help me drink more, what it was going to do. Well, I went up there, and uh, I got a brother with up there, and he, uh, me and him got together, and what ended up happening is I, uh, I ended up old in. What I ended up doing, because I stayed up for two and a half days, and, uh, you know, at that time, when you're on a Greyhound bus, you get to stop at a record, a record store or something, you can buy it and go on the bus and drink it. <laughs> you know, they didn't kill. You know, one, you didn't cause no trouble. That's all they killed about. But uh, my brother, he, uh, first, his reaction was first, he pulled me out and started beating on my chest and stuff, and he brought me back to conscience, and I was just puking my guts up. So for his first reaction, take me to his house and get something to eat. And I went to his house, and they fixed me a hamburger, and soon I got done, I went back to the bar. That was my first reaction to go back to the bar and get something to drink. You know, this disease had me, and it was eating me up. But I didn't kill. I didn't want to look at the situation. I just, you know, I just wanted to party. That's all I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. But I ended up going back to Oklahoma in 88 by the time I did all that. And I got back in Oklahoma in 88 and I'm back at home. And the home is a little town called Pitcher, Oklahoma. And I got back in in 80, and then and I got drunk one night. And I was with one of my best friends and I talked him in. I should have never been driving. But I talked him in. I had to go to Kansas to some bars in Kansas, and uh, when we was going that way, I uh, ended up having an accident, and my accident took my best friend's life away from him. I uh, that's what I was telling Jack oh go, you know, that I was in the. I was in jail for three days, and you know I still remember that day because it was December the fifteenth of nineteen eighty-eight when that happened. So when I got out, that when I got my first introduction to uh, AA and another program, I came in this. You know, I uh, I told him I could. I kept on telling myself. I can't live this way no more. This too much. So when I came in the program, I found a sponsor, and he, you know, he uh, worked that with me. But what I realize today is I uh, 
would feed them around the ship, what I would do. I was to putting down what good enough to get by with. That's all I would do. But what I ended up doing is I stayed in the program for six years, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I tell you, I got the attitude that I can do this. You know, I, I know how to do this. I don't need these people no more. I can go back to my playground, old playground, and not right. Well, I did that for about a year, and I found he took the first grade. And I got on the run. It took me on the run. And I uh, was getting in a relationship, and they wasn't going good. And uh, matter of fact, I quit one job over a woman so I could go to work to another at the same company she does, and so I could be close to her. And that went haywire. Because what it came down to is all she did use me for a rent. That's all she was doing. So, you know, we uh, kind of had pretty hard feelings between us. And I ended up, matter of fact, it was, uh, they called the cops on me to get me out of there. But I was drinking at the time. And I was drinking a whole lot. And, uh, you know, that when I, uh, what I ended up doing is quitting that job and became a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> what I became, and uh, you know, and what's so neat about it in Oklahoma, you can drink behind a bar. You can. So you know that was, I thought, you know, at that time I thought I was on heavens because I could drink. Only thing you couldn't do, you couldn't drink too much. But I never did think I drank too much. <laughs> So, you know, I, uh, but, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was, you know, uh, I had somebody came walking into the door, and I uh, kind of looked at her, and I said, you know, can I see your ID? And, uh, you know, uh, she showed me her ID, and she went, you just want to know who I am, don't you? And, uh, you know... I said, no, I really need to check right there. No, I didn't want to know who you were, too. So, you know, I, uh, I firstly, I got to know her. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we started dating and uh, started seeing each other. And, you know, uh, we got stupid and got married. Uh, and uh, then I got stupid. I wanted a drink and... Uh, you know, she didn't want me to drink that much. I can't say that today, you know, because all drinking did cause a lot of problems, a whole lot of problems. And, uh, you know, what's so great about it, you know, she uh, she, had, she had two kids, and, uh, you know, one, one of them uh, wasn't around much, but the other one was. And, uh, you know, today I call over my daughter. 
because that's what she is. She's my daughter. You know, I love her to death today. But, you know, what ended up happening is, you know, on the marriage part of it is I, me and my daughter got into it, and, uh, you know, she left. She took off with some friends, and uh, when she did, I did. I left. And what I ended up doing is I ended up abandoning my life. Because what I did, I went drinking. You know, said being the former wife, I uh, abandoned her. Because being honest, she was the best thing. She really was the best thing for me. Because, uh, you know, therefore I got to follow back to my dad. I, uh, you know, she got along with my stepmom, what she did. And uh, she wanted to go see my stepmom, and so when she wanted to go see the stepmom, we both went down, and, uh, you know, she knew there was some issues needed to come out between me and my dad. Well, the issues came out, and, uh, you know, it went nice, but after them issues came out, I got lucky and I got to enjoy my dad's life, the rest of his life. You know, I got to enjoy four years of his life. We done everything together. He liked to fish, we went fishing. You know. And, uh, you know, he ended up, you know, what, uh, what ended up happening in uh, 99, he passed away, and when he passed away, I just couldn't take it. That went everything with the total opposite way with my relationship with, with my wife at the time. And uh, because I uh, just started drinking more, kept on drinking more. Well, she, you know, she and up. Uh, you know, she ended up moving back out here. She did. And, uh, but my daughter was still there. You know, I do anything in the world for today. But my grandson got in the field with my relationship with my daughter, too. There was about a year that we had nothing to do with each other. Nothing. And uh, for about a year, I got drinking real hard because I miss her. The reason was my own fault. Today, I don't blame her for that situation. But one thing I can say today, you know, I uh, what I end up doing is, uh, you know, fact, you know, she had this one right here, my grandson. 
when she had him, I was six months clean and sober. And, uh, but, you know, I, uh, when I got in this program and got into treatment and everything, first thing I wanted to do is, I, matter of fact, first thing I did do, I wrote a letter because I needed to make amends. And, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for the relationship me and, you know, Tony got. Because I wanted to send it, and me and her were talking, and she said it ain't time. When I got a year, but it was about a year of clean time, I, found, I talked to her, and she said, I think it'd be a good time. And I sent it to her. And about two weeks later, I got a phone call. You know, I... I didn't know if I ever was going to get that relationship back. You know, that's the reason I'm very thankful for this program. Because I got in this program, I asked an old sponsor to be my sponsor, and he said, no, I'll be a temporary sponsor on one condition. And he pointed at a guy over in the corner, and he said, you go ask him to be with Foster. I did not like what the guy had to say. I did not want to have anything to do with him. But I went and asked, because I wanted this guy to be my sponsor. And so he would be my temporary sponsor. So I went over and asked, and he wanted—he started getting me on these steps. And you know, being honest, I had a problem with that because I couldn't trust him. What I couldn't do. So what I did, I just played the game with him, first step, third, second step, third step, and then I got on to the fourth step. And he wanted me to do it, and I uh, wouldn't do it. So what he found, he came up and told me, he said, I don't want you to do that fourth step. Guess what? I've done that fourth step. <laughs> because he told me he didn't want me to do it. Because that's where I was in the phase at the time. I just didn't want to do it. Anything he recommended me to do, I was not going to do it. But I ended up doing it, and I did a fifth step with a preacher. And uh, I thought that's all it was going to go, but it, it didn't. He gave it back to me. He said, now go get with sponsor and do it with sponsor. I don't want to do that. So what I ended up doing, I uh, did it with him, and then after I did it with him, he said, guess what we're going to do? And I said, what? And he said, we're going back to the first step. He said, I know you didn't do the first, second, third step like you should have. But I trusted him at that time. That when I thought of learning how to trust somebody else. So we went back and done that, and... You know, I'm uh, very thankful for him. You know, the uh, sponsor that I got at that time, he had 22 years in. And it was an old-timer. 
You know, I love playing old-timer meetings. I love the way they do things. Well, my temporary sponsor that I had, I, I still talk to today. Well, he is receiving 40 years this year. Yeah. He is. But you know what's so crazy about it? My, well, my temporary sponsor, he is getting uh, 30... Well, he had 22, he's getting 34 years. And my sponsor is, my temporary sponsor, my temporary sponsor is his sponsor. So, you know, when I really want that, I said, man, I'm in a good bloodline right here. You know, they got many years and I can run a lot from them. So, you know, I, uh, I just thought of listening to them. If I had a question, I called them, I asked them. And uh, when they tell me something, I think I'll try that. So that's what I do. I still do that today. You know, I uh, I get things bugged me. If I can't get somebody on the phone, I can call them, and I know they'll return my phone calls. Well, my temporary sponsor will, because my uh, the provisional sponsor today, his health ain't doing good. And, uh, you know, uh, if anything ever happened to him, I, uh, I done told my job. If anything ever happened to me, I would need a fast vacation because I would go back. Because I got to say thank for him. I got a life that I got today. I got one of the best relationships with my daughter. You know, this program gave that to me by working these steps, trusting somebody, you know. You know, something I haven't really touched yet about is about God. You know, my higher power is God. You know, today I will pray about something, and if he reads me to do something, I do it. Because I know if I do that, everything gonna be great. Because I'm doing somebody else well done mine. I've let the man read me to where he wants me to be. You know, I uh, I had to be here, and it, you know, it was such a little instance that uh, I was feeling he wanted me to go someplace, and I didn't want to do it. And you know, the amazing thing. He get hard to get mad at me, so you get the hell out of here and I have to leave. But I went and done, you know, sometimes that's what it takes for me, you know. <coughs> so I needed to go to Montana for a little while to help another alcoholic. What I needed to do, that's what he wanted me to do. But I did not want to leave this. I did not want to leave my grandkids. So, you know, that was with a fight, but after I did it, you know, everything came out good. He brought me back to hell. You know, I got a phone call about, you know, yeah, when you come back, we'll pick you to work, and then I ended up having to go to work someplace else when I came back, and, uh, you know, today I got a good job. I do.
But I know if I wanted to get rid of it, all I got to do is pick up. I got to quit working this program, start taking control over my own life again. I can have it all back and use a whole lot. You know, my choice today is I don't care what I'm going through. There is no reason me to pick up. You know, I'm the lucky ones. I'm one of the very lucky ones, you know. I'm I do this for me. But this right here give me that extra odds. It give me that extra push. Don't make no difference what going on with me to work these steps and work through what's going on with me. I uh, I have to, you know, when I get up in the morning, first thing I do is say, thank you. You know, thankful. Let me wake up this morning. Uh, you know, and uh, ask him to guide me. This is your day. So show me where you want me to be at. You know, take uh, you know, uh, take care of my uh, attitude. I have to ask for that every day. <laughs> take care of my attitude because I uh, I can be a sob. I can be a big one too. You know, I guess I could put that say B S O B big one, <laughs> and uh, you know. And that's, that's what I do every morning when I get up. Ask him to guide me. Hello. I'm going to do whatever you want. You know, today I, uh, you know, I, do, I did something that I didn't think I ever would do. One thing this program taught me is a God. Because I started believing in something higher than I am. And like I said, I choose to call him God. He is my guidance. He is. And one thing I thought, you know, I'm going to end up cutting this wheel probably pretty short right now. Uh, today, I go to meetings. I'm there for anybody that needs to be there, that need me. So all you got to do if you know you got if you got my phone number, so you got to do pick the phone up and call. And uh, I'll take the time to find out what's going on. If you call me and you don't get hold of me, give me a little bit of time. I'll call you back. That one thing I will do, I will call you back. And it ain't going to be two days later. It ain't going to be next day. It will be that day. Because this is what this program taught me. That this is what we got to be there for the other people. Alcohol, the other alcoholic that you're suffering. We got to be there for them. So that's what I do. But today, you know, I... Uh, Matter of fact, Ray T, I've been going to about four meetings a week, about what I go. I, uh, I own, I'm not only, I'm only not going to AA, I'm going to another fellowship, but that's what I need in my life today.
at what I need. But, you know, I had somebody said, well, you know, how can you sit there and go this fellowship? If you think I'm going to give up a group that saved my life, I'm not going to do it. Because that's what AA did, it saved my life. And, you know, today I, uh, I, I'm a member of a church. Today I am. But, you know, I got to thank God for that for this program because this program what taught me into mm -hmm. God and got me the God that I got today. You know, I'm very thankful for that. You know, I get my, my main message is today if you work this step, if you work these steps, you can do it. You know, if you give your best at it, well, I'm not telling you to give 100%. If you think wood bass is 90%, when you give that and you talk to somebody, you know, you get involved with the groups, you know, I do service works and stuff like that, chill meeting, it'll work. long you do that, work these steps, it'll work. You know, because that's what I found out when you quit working the steps, it don't work. You know, if you don't do what need to be done, it won't work. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm still sitting there bumping well with this. Because, it, you know, in America, I got 12 years. I should have been dead a long time ago. I really should have been. And, you know, it, uh, it, it is very special for me to have uh, my daughter here, my grandkids here. You know, it's very special. And my ex-wife. You know, it's very special to me. But, you know, I think I'm on, I'm going to sit here and right there. I want to thank you for asking me to speak, and it is an honor for me to do this. So, thank you. Thanks, Jim.